Another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thanks for joining us again this week. Walshy, Lyle, good day to you. Very good day. Very uh, good day. Coco Beware, the music that brought us into. No, it wasn't. No. Oh, no, sorry, it was Dusty Rhodes. Beat Coco Beware. Yeah, it was a landslide in the end, I think. Well, I was expecting. Yeah. Landslide. I voted for Coco Beware because I felt sorry for him. Oh, okay. A pity vote. vote for the bird. You didn't vote at all, did for you? For Frankie. Hey, yeah, Frankie. Yeah, I didn't even spe- um, specify which Coco Beware theme it was because I knew that I w- he wouldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with Dusty Rhodes. Slade uh, Mercer interview last week, guys, went very well. Congratulations. Well, two very good interviewers yeah. took care of that. So, um, look, Slade's, Slade's one of our favourites and he's very easy to talk to. Yes. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it because... Um, he he's very knowledgeable about wrestling. He just gets it. So um, yeah, have a listen. He talks a lot about promos and the importance of promos and how that can be improved. And yeah, uh, big tree thick did a good job. Yeah, big trees thick. Very good. Yeah, whatever nickname he's going by. You know, the mercenary. Lucha Fantastica coming up. Uh, I forget his name there. He told ass- us. It's something like an assassin. Last assassin it's and all. Yeah. And from uh, Big Tree Thick to Pretty Flower, Millie McKenzie. We got the opportunity to speak to her. What a lovely girl she was. Yes. Um, yeah, she was very funny, uh, very self-depreciating. And um, thanks to MCW for organising that for us because without you know, the support of promoters who uh, put their international guests up for us to speak to, we wouldn't be able to bring that to everyone. No, correct. And uh, that is a bonus episode on the podcast series. So uh, It's a nice short one too. Yeah, it goes for 25 minutes. It's a nice easy listen on a a drive to work. So who's our guest this week, Walshy? Well, this week we're being joined by a really um, up-and-coming wrestler from Adelaide from Wrestle Rampage, Nick Golfus. G'day, Nick. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Just okay. I hear it's raining over there. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's very rainy. I'm currently sitting in the back of my car, and uh, you essentially live in I'm a desert. It. How's it raining? I know. Well, Adelaide. I think it's the the city of extremes. <laughs> you know, one one week it's pissing down with rain. The next it's you know forty degrees for four days straight. So. Now you're, am I right? You're like 19 years old. Is that right? Um, well, I recently turned 20. Okay, I'm so an old man now. I'm officially not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because uh, you're very young, but uh, last year there was a lot of buzz around you, and I'm not. Uh, I think a lot of it stemmed from a match you had with uh, uh, the other sniper, the sniper from the skies, Robbie yeah. Eagles. Uh, how how was it for? Uh, you know, a young wrestler to get in the ring with uh, potentially Australia's best ever wrestler. Yeah, man. Uh, I think you know, getting the opportunity to actually wrestle Robbie and him him wanting me. Not like I, of course, I'd love to wrestle. You know, all the top guys in Australia, but him, you know, coming to coming to the head guys at Wrestle Rampage and saying that he wanted to wrestle me and uh, have it be a singles bout was was really special. Like I. 
you know, usually the the spotlight's on a lot of the other guys like your Rap Daddies and your Tommy Knights. Um, but getting the opportunity to actually shine and and show, you know, what I'm all about, what my style of pro wrestling is all about, um, it it was really special, and I, I loved obviously hearing the reception online and in person. Um, it was a really, yeah, I don't know, Robbie's Robbie's a maniac. You know, he's 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 probably the best in Australia right now, easily, and potentially you know, ever. Him, yeah, like he's not many guys realize how long he's been around and how long he's been doing this at this level, you know? Um, and, uh, no, keep going. And the kind of the impact he's actually had on, you know, training and like taking, cause he obviously, uh, has been a part of the rest of rampage family for quite a, uh, quite a while since it was like zero one Australia and NWA, um, part of the NWA affiliate program. Um, coming down and training with Jag and et cetera and taking that learning that Jag taught him um, over to PWA and over to Sydney. Yeah. And he's uh, when we spoke to um, Tyson Baxter, who was coming off a match with Robbie himself, he spoke about Robbie being uh, like really great uh, backstage after the match for, for that feedback on, um, mm. where where the match can even improve from there going forward. Is that something that uh, he did with you as well? Yeah. Well, I'm very lucky that me and Rob, Robbie are pretty close now. Like, um, And I'm able to you know, send stuff to him and get his opinion on things. Um, and he's always just a message away, thankfully for me. Um, I'm really blessed to have that opportunity and to, to learn from someone like that who's who's been all across the world. But yeah, like... He pinpoints stuff so specifically. Like, I've trained with him a couple of times at the dojo here in Adelaide. Um, and just how he, yeah, zeroes in on things, like, gets really particular about every movement and everything, all the basics, which is, you know, what our training's all about, which is nailing the basics. Um, yeah, he's, man, he's, yeah. I can't describe the amount of skill and knowledge that guy has. I think the thing about Robbie that makes him so special is that he can wrestle every style. Yeah. He can go in there and have a traditional Lucha Libre style match. He can go in there and do, you know, the match that we had where basically, you know, that Kenta Nakajima kind of hard hitting style that we're both kind of known for. But obviously, Robbie, he does the high flying, he does the cruiserweight kind of style as well. Like, yeah, he's, basically, he can do everything, but he makes every movement mean something. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. His selling as well is a big part, and I think that's why he kind of was impressed by me when he first saw me. Um, that's something that I've always... That's, that's been my my specialty. That's what I'm good at. Because um, I'm not the biggest guy, and I know that, you know, even though I'm I'm tall, right? I'm 6'1", I weigh 84 kilos, but I don't look like I weigh 84 kilos. So, um, you know... I know that anything I get in pro wrestling is because because of my selling and because of how hard I work kind of behind the scenes. Now, I know you haven't fought him as a 20-year-old yet, so as a teenager, how daunting is it to jump into a ring with someone like a, a Robbie Eagles? I mean, is there a, a, a part of your brain that's thinking, oh, my God, I don't want to stuff this up, this is Robbie Eagles, or, you know, or, is it, or do you relax a lot more when you're in the ring with a guy like that? I was 100% shitting my pants. <laughs> I, I was... 
I was so nervous um, leading into that. I think it was, yeah, because he, he said, I want golfers kind of thing. Like I was the, out of anyone in our company, he wanted me. Um, and I think we went in there and we, it wasn't a perfect match. I, like, I, I go back and watch it and see so many things that I would, I can do better. But I think the feeling and the atmosphere of the crowd was really special and also kind of what it meant personally for me. And, um, yeah, it's it's hard to talk about because I get kind of a little bit, like, at the end of that match, I got a little bit emotional because he, you know, spoke about how hard of a journey it's been for me to get into, you know, the spot I am now. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've had the people around me, like, you know, your Jonah Rocks, your AJ Istrias, and obviously the rest of the Rampage guys who have, you know, come down from that 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 tree of uh, learning from Jack Hartley Jackson. So it was it was amazing to be in the ring with him, but I was very scared. Like I was more scared wrestling him than I was in my debut. Not scared, but nervous kind of thing. You know. Yeah. I think like yeah. You were, now you're right. That's like a once in the once in a lifetime opportunity kind of thing. You know, I could. Like, I know a ton of PWA guys who have never even wrestled him one-on-one on a show, so. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. I think one of the best things about Wrestle Rampage is the um, the live stream that you guys do through Kling, is it? Yeah, um, yeah. Because that's, obviously, that Robbie match, um, you know, they put your name in the forefront of more fans. On the eastern yeah. side, where we are, that's, that was the first time I'd ever seen you live. Had a nice yeah. little promo code. You know, it was $6 to buy the event. I, I, the way Wrestle Rampage is doing it, it's different to everyone else. Yeah, everyone else is on the... Um, the on-demand. The, the on-demand stuff. So the live yeah. stream. What does that mean, you're getting that initial feedback from all over the country or, you know, possibly the world when you get back on Twitter, like after a match like that? Um, it's, it's really awesome, actually, because... That, that show was the first time we had done a live stream. And um, there was a few kind of issues here and there. Um, and there's always going to be issues when you're working with uh, like a new technology for us. Um, and it, it also means that we can get like that live stream show is slightly edited and then thrown onto our Vimeo like the next day. So it's awesome to have guys like as soon as our show happens, they can actually watch it. Or like I've got friends over in Melbourne or Sydney, or, you know, people I've met through wrestling that can watch me wrestle live, you know, as it's happening, and kind of that atmosphere and that hype, you know. I think hearing back about matches, like, especially that Robbie match was the main one that I've really, like, got the massive reaction online and whatever. It was, like, it was kind of special, because at the end of the day, I'm just a kid, you know, (laughs) trying to do my best in this very crazy industry and and do the best for my company and and push it forward. So if this is something that I think we're getting really good at, this live streaming thing, I think that's what can be something that propels us into the forefront of the Australian wrestling. It's definitely something that the other companies are all now looking at and thinking, you know, shit, these guys have done it and they're doing it well. We, We need to get on it. Um, you're the first guy we've had on from Wrestle Rampage, um, so I'm I'm really keen to ask a little bit more about the dojo and uh, the atmosphere from within there, especially with Jag now being with WWE and Jonah, who was a big part of it, now being with WWE. Has that spurred everyone on? Um, 
to a degree. I think I think change is always hard. Like when so I I joined the dojo when Jag was there, Slater was there, obviously Jermaine, like Jonah Rock was there, Istria was there, and now we're kind of we've lost a few of those main pieces like that. Um, you know the the building blocks of our promotion, but um, I think to a degree having jagged down pretty recently as well, like him talking to us and, and watching us wrestle and watching us train. Um, it is encouraging because he's, you know, in a few years, there might be an opportunity for Australia to be on a bigger pl- platform, like worldwide. Um, and obviously Jonah, Jonah literally was there since day one of my training and did the majority. He was the head trainer for the majority of, you know, the time I spent there. Um, so seeing him in WWE is, it's it's crazy, man. Like that that guy deserves it so much. He's worked so hard and he's been, he's had so many letdowns. You know, that's like my big brother right there. He's 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 the best trainer I've probably ever been on. And and the way he describes things and talks about pro wrestling is very um, similar to how I understand and like uh, I guess reciprocate. Um, you know, feelings about because he's, he's one of those guys where it's like he just loves all of wrestling he loves everything about wrestling he loves bad wrestling he loves backyard wrestling he loves you know Japanese style death matches he loves you know like everything from A to Z and I'm the exact same you know we're just kind of soaking in everything we can get yeah and you take what you like take what you can take and you um, learn from what you don't like and mm. It's like watching wrestling is like being at school. Yeah. Uh, Without the ham very... Vegemite sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, what, what's the the uh, the wrestling product you're watching mostly now? And please please say All Japan Champions Carnival. Um, well, a lot of All Japan. Um, <laughs> at the moment, like, I've always... Japanese wrestling is always, like, once I... You know, first discover finding a Keiji Muto MV on like LimeWire or something. Uh, I've been really just enamored by it. Um, so I lo- watch a lot of like current Japanese wrestling as well as old Japanese wrestling, but ke- I like to keep up with everything. But mainly, I'm a Noah guy. Um, uh, Nakajima is basically my biggest inspiration. Um, and you know, he's my he's my number one. Like Jonah had Kabashi, I have Nakajima. Uh, but yeah, so the Noah Tag League at the moment, um, the the Big Japan Deathmatch uh, Survival League that they've just had, the Singles League. Um, a lot of Big Japan. Big Japan's like I don't understand how my more guys like outside of you know the, the, that hardcore kind of audience aren't watching it. Because the product that they put on is amazing. I know, not like you know, deathmatch wrestling isn't for everyone, but you know the the strong heavy division and everything like that. They're putting on awesome matches. But um, yeah, Champ- Champions Carnival. Like I'm a massive Yuji guy, Yuji Okabayashi, and uh, Sh- Big Shuge. He's like, you know, he's like wrestling like I do at six six or you know, hundred and twenty kilos. So. <laughs> there's there's a lot of but I watch everything man I, I'm watching Joshi I'm watching 
uh, Deathmatch Wrestling, I'm watching Lucha Libre, I'm watching Zero One, I'm watching, you know, I, I keep up with it. <laughs> like, Do you have time just, for anything I, else? <laughs> I, I, asking me what I'm watching is a very broad, <laughs> broad question. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow the question down. What, what's your uh, thoughts of Noah changing the ring canvas? Um, it's good, but it's also sad. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I've got a piece of the Noah, like the old Noah canvas on my car keys. Like, that's how much of a, like, <laughs> Noah fan I am. Because Tony gave that to me. I was like, yeah, can I have the green canvas car key ring, you know? Oh. <laughs> like, that was one of the main things I asked him for before he left. That's a good big brother. But, um, but yeah, I think the green, like, it's such an image of Noah and of the Misawa era. And I think they need to move forward, though, um, because there was there was a struggle kind of for a few years there with business, and it's now starting to go up, up, and up, up. But, you know, they lost a lot of talent, and you can say all these things, but really they've been trending downwards since, since Miss Hour died. Um, so I think, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think they're also doing a lot of stuff on, like, YouTube streaming, which is good for the moment while they don't have their own platform. I think that would be a really good step in the right direction because basically every big main Japanese company has a streaming service or an on-demand or, you know, something where people... It's actually accessible to a wider audience, not just, you know, people who really dig for it. Well, you just get it off Puro Dream in the two or three weeks after it's been aired? Um, well, I've, I've got my, I've got my sources, I've got my, <laughs> my ins and outs. I've got, uh, things that I probably shouldn't say on the end. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah. No, don't. Um, we don't want you to get arrested. Uh, I want to bring you back to Australia. <laughs> um, the Adelaide wrestling scene is, uh, very different to what it is in Melbourne, uh, where a lot of guys are tied to their home promotion. Mm. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, how difficult it can be to get, you know, a lot of reps in the ring, a lot of matches. Yeah, man, it's hard. Like, so at a recent show down here, uh, Royce Chambers from PCW, I was talking to him. A uh, good kid, Royce. Very yeah, good. yeah. He's, he's an awesome kid. He's, you know, he's super young, athletic. He's got so much potential. And he had wrestled, like, we debuted uh, around the same-ish time. He had wrestled like 60 something matches from like, that's everything from house shows to like, you know, their big 1,000 seat arena show. Yeah. But overall, he had that many matches. And in my first year, I had 12, 13. Yeah. Um, so that's just, in one way, it sucks. But I also, you know, a lot of guys over in Sydney or Melbourne or wherever, they get hurt doing the small shows, and then when it comes to the big shows, like you know, comes to the home promotion, they're not they're not putting on that big show. Like you're not getting those big matches because you know guys aren't feeling great, or you know guys aren't even getting spots on shows. And like I think, I think over here there needs to be some some platform for collaboration and and into promotional matches, and there's some way to make money off it, hundred percent. Because you know there's so many guys that between you know the the few major companies here in Adelaide that could have amazing like amazing cross promotional matches, but we're not getting the opportunity to do that because 
in one way, you know, you're giving business to the other companies and everything like that. And to be honest, you know, Wrestle Rampage and RCW and, you know, ACW or whatever, sometimes they run on the same days. And if you're using the same guys, you know, yeah, and one, like, you know, let's say we use an RCW guy, it's not really plausible at all. Um, but I think it sucks in one way because, you know, I, I've had to wait two and a half months for this, you know, for a show to come up. So, and I, I want to wrestle more. Like I've been, I've been, you know, slamming people's inboxes trying to get these, like trying to get, you know, interstate opportunities. But there's only so much stuff you can do in the immediate future. Yeah, know? we definitely want to see what? you over in Melbourne. That's for sure. Oh, I'd, I'd love to come over. You know, Gowie just posted on Instagram today that he'd love to wrestle me and. Well, he can make uh, it happen. Really... You tell him. Tell him to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> He's got pull. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got. I've, I've definitely got uh, friends in the right places. You know, I, Jonah literally trained me. So, you know, like, I, I've got the okay, like, you know, the thumbs up from guys like Slater, Jonah, Robbie Eagles. So, um, it's a fair I hope people. Uh, yeah, exactly. I hope. I hope people give me. Give me the crack because at the end of the day, like you're an unknown prospect in a way to like a interstate crowd. Like even Tommy, who just like you know choked out Jonah in his last match ever in Australia, you know as a like independent wrestler for the foreseeable future. Um, you know he went to MCW and he didn't get like a massive reaction to start off with. Like no, I think he's a, I think he's a slow burn where people uh, will will grow to love him if they get to see him more often. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, and I think, I think, seeing those rampage guys go out like uh, Rat went to MCW, went to IWA in his rookie year as well. Um, Tommy gone at MCW, and I know those two both have some things um, in the future planned out. Uh, Corn Dog has uh, been booked in PWL for up in the Gold Coast. Um, so I think the more that we get the opportunity to show kind of who we are as wrestlers. And, and, you know, what, because there's really a core group of five, you know, rookies at the moment that uh, all can, you know, will be uh, wrestling everywhere, I think, in the next few yeah. years. You know, me, Rat, Tommy, Corndog and Corey, they, like, I think, I think we should be getting opportunities everywhere. I think there's also a lot of guys interstate, like, outside of Adelaide that should be getting the opportunities you know, as well. Would would you consider contacting um, EPW when they do their showground run, where they have something ridiculous like you get twenty matches in five days? Like, is that something well, you look at? Well, I may already have plans for said trip. There you <laughs> go. You mentioned that. Well played. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you can you say hi to David Storm for us? We've got a crush on him. <laughs> Oh, I, I sure will. I feel like I'm going to have a crush on David Storm too. Just I'm don't like, break him. <laughs> I, I won't break him like Tyson did, no. no he, hold, he holds a grudge. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I know he holds a grudge. But I think that's, you know, we're talking about dream matches for me. That's a guy I've watched, like, wrestling since, really, I got into Australian wrestling. You know, when EPW, like, I was getting, you know, videos of them at their peak kind of, yeah, they were like the you know, promotion. Yeah, they were the promotion putting on the best wrestling shows in the country. Um, like, that that's a guy where, that's like, 
top tier legend status in Australia, and he's a guy that people should respect and and you know put some respect on his name as well. I can't wait for him to come back, and I think you know in the future, uh, Nick Golfers versus David Storm is going to be a match people talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe we should we can start a Nick Golfers versus Davis. Uh, hashtag. I know Davis has got a really important hashtag going on at the minute. Maybe once that is... On the back of that. Yeah, on the back of that. Golfers versus Davis. Uh, it has a nice ring to it. Hey, I've, got a, I've got a few hashtags. I've got a few matches I really want you know, before they either uh, finish up wrestling or they kind of aren't in their physical prime anymore. There's a few... There's a few wrestlers across Australia that I'd love to get in the ring with. But yeah, I, I hope Davis gets that match. Like, that'd be really special for him, I know. I, I, I know it's in Melbourne. Of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think regardless of where it is, like, wherever the new friend show would be, like, that would be a massive, massive match. Yeah, it's been re- really good to the whole wrestling community getting behind the hashtag, and you're seeing it every day, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, it looks like the whole you're, you're going to notice us and now we conquer and stuff like that. It's it's not just like wrestlers getting behind it. It's, yeah, it's the community. It's, it's people you know overseas. It's like across the nation. So it's it's nice when people aren't all about themselves and they're about actually uh, kind of pushing for a better scene. I think that's what a lot of people's goals are right now. And that's definitely the legacy that um, Davis has left, where he's all about you know leaving not just a really good wrestling scene, but really good people in wrestling. And I think mm. that's why he's got the respect and the love from everybody that he's got. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of not-so-nice people in pro wrestling, but there's also a lot of sweethearts. Like, there's so many people I've met. Like, the first show I ever helped out on, I was with, like, having their first ever interstate matches, Turkish Delight and... um Paris De Silva, and they're like two of the guys where I'm like, they're just sweethearts, they're lovely. Mehmet's obviously no longer wrestling, but he's still one of the funniest individuals I've ever talked to, and Paris is super talented, and one day down the line, I'm sure we will also get yeah, the that's, opportunity there. To... that's one of many matches I think that would be, that you can have that's going to draw a crowd. Oh yeah, I think, I know that anywhere I go, I can go I can go have a great match. Like, I know the one match that, uh, like, Robbie, when he was down in Adelaide recently, he told me that I should be, like, pushing for is me and Kai Drake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we're <laughs> we're kind of almost spitting images of each other <laughs> in a way, and we have very similar inspirations. So I think, you know, getting an opportunity, getting the ring with him on, on a PWA show, like, I think would do a lot for both of us mm-hmm. or even not on a PWA show like on a Press and Go or Louis Pro or yeah I think you'd both feel that match as well yeah exactly I, I think the way that I've kind of decided to wrestle and my style uh, I feel it most nights <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got a really good relationship with Greg from the B plus, uh, and he's, yeah. he wants me to talk to you about, uh, he thinks you should be doing more commentary. He says that you're really good on commentary. He wants to see you do that as well as wrestle. Uh, I'd love to go do commentary, but a lot of the time, like, I think, I think people like me on commentary is because I know a lot about wrestling, you know, 
<laughs> and not not a lot from you know one perspective, but as like sometimes the people who do commentary don't haven't watched wrestling forever and don't know about don't know about a lot of different types of wrestling, and they don't always know about the wrestlers, like what they're going for or what they want or how you want them to speak about you and stuff like that. I think kind of having a wrestler on the commentary is always a good thing. Like we, we've, we did it quite a lot last year, um, for like stuff like our Fowler shows and things like that. Having like Jonah on the first half and me on the second half, stuff like that. Um, I, I have a lot of fun doing commentary, but especially like after, let's say like that match I had with Robbie Eagles, I couldn't get on commentary. Like I was, I was yeah. lying down with the ISO on <laughs> my neck, you know, like, bleeding out my nose and everything so like not every show it's a possibility um but i'd love to do it more and even get the opportunities to do it elsewhere as well yeah it's something where you get to further your character and um further your storylines as well at the same time without taking extra bumps exactly i think um that's where a lot of places really stand out like i feel like pwa are doing it the best right now in their, their promo game and content and everything that they do um, is amazing. Like, they've got something for, you know, they did like a pre-show, like, live stream on Twitch um, for the the end of the Coliseum tournament um, for the fight for Black Metal or whatever the show was called. But, um, you know, they had promos for a good, you know, 10 minutes worth of content right there for almost every single match. So that's, that, that's how... Every, everywhere needs to be heading. Everyone needs to head in that direction if you want to be kind of the best. Um, you know, be up there with the top promotions is getting that content out there that isn't just in the ring. And I think that's something that uh, Wrestle Rampage, like, uh, it's been spoken a lot about, like, a focus in the future. And you got a big show this weekend. Yes, I do, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, about that one? Yeah, sure. Um, so this weekend, May 4th, Saturday, at Waterside Walk- Workers Hall in Port Adelaide, here in Adelaide, um, our Uprising show, which is a yearly show uh, featuring our 10-man Uprising Rumble that I will be a part of. Um, and the winner of the Rumble gets the uh, shot at the Australian National Championship. So you're going to have a shot at the title. Yeah. I'm hoping so because, uh, in in one respect, like last show, I was ringside, uh, you know, seconding Robbie during his match with AJ Istria, and uh, well, Istria brought me into the ring. He brought me, you know, he basically attacked me after I had already wrestled a match. So I've got that's poor form. You have some personal issues. I've got yeah, I've got I've got a whole lot of words for him. I've got a whole lot of coming for him in the future. So in one way, I want Tommy to win the title. Tommy Knight versus AJ Stryer in the main event um, for the Australian national title. I want Tommy to win the title because he's my brother and you know one of my best friends in pro wrestling and we've kind of been together since the start. But uh, I, want that sh- I want that shot about like with Stryer because I know that I will go in there. I'll take his title. I'll take his head with him. Amazing. And, and everywhere we can catch that on the the live stream for nine ninety five. So that'll yep, be on, on Saturday night. And so when you buy that live stream pass, 
that means you can also rewatch it countless amounts of time on Vimeo. That's a bargain. Yeah, that is a good deal. That's for sure. Hey, Nick, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us, mate. We really do appreciate your time this evening. Good luck with the show this weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see you over in Melbourne shortly. Yes, I hope so too. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Nick Golfers from Wrestle Rampage joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Second half of the program this week. Uh, great to hear from Nick Golfus. He's got a big future, uh, no doubt, in local wrestling. Big thanks to Nick for waiting so long as well because we were late to call him because someone was like an hour late to the studio. It wasn't me this time. No. Well, I got caught in that heavy rain that he was talking about. It must have just well, come over. Adelaide, it wasn't raining. No, no it was where, from my neck of the woods. It was raining. Where you know you, the underpass. Where do you live, Adelaide? Yeah. It's very clear. Yeah, the underpass was flooded, Tony. I, I, I tell you what. The worst part is because we we've already recorded next week's interview and we've got a very special guest and now you've got heat with Loba. It's probably not the ideal start. No. And he was furious. Yeah, he's the uh, most laid back. I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, we won't promote it too much because we'll let you listen to it and we won't give too much away. But next week's episode with Lobo is an absolute cracker. It's the history and his appreciation and his understanding of wrestling just comes and out. Thank you, Tony, for organising that, sincerely, because I sat there listening to Lobo and being able to pick his brain and ask questions, I hope that how much I enjoyed listening to Lobo talk comes across in the interview. Yeah, really good. He's got that uh, wants-to-give-back attitude, Yeah, you know, which he... You know, he talks a lot about. So. And that'll be the last time I say something nice to you. So, cheer. Well, it's, it's the first time. I know that. <laughs> now, once you kicked a goal and I said, well done. Oh, that's true. Oh, no, I didn't. No, you sung a song, didn't I sung you? a song to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the show, boys. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Yes, that was his music. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, because I'm really enjoying Bray Wyatt's Funhouse. Yeah, so. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the f- I'm assuming. It's something like that. Yeah, so, well, we spoke about it last week. Hopefully it goes a little bit more on the creepier side, and it went on the darker side. It got darker. Hopefully they don't go fully into it. I was I like a bit more of a slow burn. He's, you can good. see him wrestling with it. Yeah. And um, if anyone's going to pull this off, it's Bray. I think he's he's a very smart guy, and I think uh, I think there's a this could be really, really good if we just give it a chance and they don't fuck it up. Yeah, I I hope so, and I hope the fans out there give it a chance. I liked right at the end where he did the big cheesy grin. He looked exactly like his brother Bo Dallas at that point. And then he tweeted, he tweeted uh, an apology that he he doesn't. Although you haven't apologized, Randy, I forgive you. Yeah, so I'm enjoying it, and I hold out hope that it's a slow burn. Did you? I I didn't catch Raw at all. I've been pretty flat this week. I I have watched SmackDown. Um, It was okay. Yeah, Raw was, you know, it was, uh, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was no, nothing really blow away, you know. They have finalised the participants for money in the bank for both the men's and women. Uh, the men's match, especially because of the SmackDown competitors, looks like it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, they're, they're always the money in the bank matches always deliver. So, 
you know, really looking forward to it. Ideal world, money in the bank. Who are you booking to win the men's and women's match? Like looking at future story, who can be a th- credible champion and who can get, you know, the push from it? Whew, that's a that's a tough one. Who, who Who's on the Raw side or the SmackDown side? Who On the SmackDown side, you've got um, Ali. Uh, yeah, well, that would be actually got, really uh, good. He, you've know, got he, Andrade. It's, it's going to be a really amazing um, match, actually. I'm a, stop there. I'm, I'm going to. I'd like to see Ali, and if they can, either of those mix it in there with, with Kofi. I think Andrade, and play that storyline. Yeah, I think Andrade. If it's going to be a SmackDown guy, um, but I think probably Drew McIntyre wouldn't be a bad winner on the yeah. Raw side. Um, and for the women, um, I think that's wide open. Um, I just hope Dana Brooke has a really good showing because I've been talking about it for a while. I just think that. This whole underdog character, I don't think she should win it per se, but I think a, a strong performance from her in this match will go a long way to making her a credible um, down the line. Yeah, in, in recent times, she's been delivering. Naomi would be a good winner. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. It's wide open. Maybe it's a little bit of a reset uh, after the mania. So, yeah, looking forward to the pay-per-view. Gino Gambino, gentlemen, uh, speaking of commentators as we were with uh, the enjoyment that uh, Nick Golfus gets out of it, I wonder how much uh, Gino got out of commentating the New Japan Wrestling. Well, yeah, what a what a pinch yourself moment, surely. He's doing such a good job. Yeah, he is too. He... The feedback has been, like online, yeah. has been really good. And if it wasn't, I'd be calling everyone out. <laughs> I've only had to call one person out so far, so. Yeah. No, it's not a... Not just not a tokens, you know, get an Aussie guy there because um, they're coming over here. Actually, him and Kevin Kelly have been yeah v- vibing off each other really G- well. Gino knows the New Japan product really well. Yeah. He knows the storylines. He plays his role. He's not trying to get himself over, which a wrestler often will do when they're on commentary. Yeah. He's just talking about the product. Well, he's there to be a commentator. Getting which, the workers over. He understands that. So, no. Nah. Hats off to him. It's been really good. I, I hope there's more of it. I'd like to see Gino as a as a semi permanent commentator there. And I think if the rest of his uh, dates go the way of the first couple, I think that he'll go a long way to securing that spot. Yeah, which is great for Australian wrestling. Like hearing an Australian voice, an Australian ethnic voice as well, um, on one of the big league companies in the world, probably yeah. the second biggest company in the world. AEW is not a company yet, and even when they start, they're not as big as New Japan. No, no, they're a company. They're a t-shirt yeah. company. <laughs> Sorry about You're going to get heat for that. Get yeah. At Lyle Moore. Some random number, because there's too many Lyle Moores or something. Yeah, he just took the generic number that Twitter gave him. <laughs> uh, so you haven't seen Raw Walshy? No. Lyle? Yeah, I watched it. We, did, we covered it. We we. We have? We yeah, we covered it because you went straight into Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. Uh, JXT, Cadman Turner, having WWE tryouts with uh, some of those photos that came back from JXT. Looks like he's uh, pretty happy with the, being given the opportunity, and why wouldn't you be? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if everyone's listened uh, to the last couple of JXT podcasts, but um, he's got real open and honest about why he went to America and some of the setbacks he's had, um, not in, so much in his wrestling career, but just in his... Uh, his shoot job, his work life that caused him to to take stock and, and reset and then have a crack at America. And it's a great listen. It's probably my favorite, like two of my favorite episodes of his podcast because it's a side of JXT he doesn't let you see ever. Um, 
And as a result, if you listen to that and then you see him, you know, having a his full three, four day tryout with NXT, um, you know, it's it's a great story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, look, like you said, those, those podcasts, they're real candid and really raw at times, you know. Hopefully he does more of those kind of things in well, the I future. I messaged him just to tell him how much I loved him. Like, yeah. Just to, to, to keep doing those, Jay. Josh, you keep doing those. Yeah, and for current wrestling fans, they might not know Cadman Turner. Um, I think maybe four or five years ago with Outback Championship Wrestling, he was a, a mainstay there. And he's a yeah. big guy. Yeah, big, big, big guy. Got himself in a really good shape. He went over to Battle Arts with Santino Morella in Canada, just up and went uh, after, you know, Santino was over here for a BCW show. So just guys betting on themselves, trying to further their career. So, yeah, good on both of them for, you know, the three or day, and look, three these, or four day try. These awesome. are the tries. They only do them probably you know, seven times a year um, where they get, you know, that many guys in for the full tryout. And um, it'll be interesting to touch base with JXT when he gets back and have a chat about, you know, what that was like. Yeah. And, and, th- the three, four day tryout with all the coaches there, it's mm. obviously going to be a lot better than, you know, a throwaway dark match in some Where, house yeah, show. They may not even be looking at you, yeah. they may be looking at your opponent. Yeah, so no, yeah, good luck to the guys, you know, and hats off to them for betting on themselves. We were at Thornby Theatre on the weekend uh, for the MCW show. It was great. I finally got to meet Cody. Cody. What? Oh, yeah. We're pushing here. Yeah, we've met, met him, him before. No, I haven't. Not, I, on the phone. You've met him. We had him in the studio. Well, in and his studio name's Kobe. Kobe. What, see what you, happens when I it. don't do the run sheet? And it doesn't Kobe even... gets lost. It doesn't say Kobe there at all. Or MCW. <laughs> I think we, so, you better had somewhere where you go. Tony, have you had your medicine? No, I'm still getting over the fact that we let Lobo down by what him for 40 No, we, it's true. Like, Tony and I have been in the studio now for three hours. Lyle's only been here for an hour and a half. Be a bit, hard, <laughs> a bit harsh on yourself saying we let him down. I let him down. I'll put my hand up for that. Yeah. Tell us about Cody. You let us well, down. Cody. Self down. Cody's promo, as it says clearly on the run sheet there, Tony. I spaced it out differently than Welsh. He normally does it. Clearly to some, obviously, not all of us. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was a really good promo. It's telling a different kind of story than just the brother versus brother. It's got layers, you know, probably not all factual, obviously. Well, I didn't watch it. Yeah, well, But I did read it. Well, it and it re- doesn't read well. No, it doesn't read Cody's, well because there's no emotion. Cody's there. putting down the um, the attitude era when Cody's wrestling. He's, he's saying my friend's wrestling's all really great, and the attitude era couldn't compete. I'm like, you can't compete with that, Cody. <laughs> you can't compete the attitude era. I think Cody should yeah, have but been. That's, that's the that's the fighting for the attitude era because that's one he watch the promo. You'll you'll enjoy it. I've only got so many hours in the day. Yeah, well. And now Nick Golfers. And I lost an hour for you. Now Nick Golfers wants me to watch 40,000 hours of wrestling a week just to keep up with him. Well, if he can do it, you you should be able to do it as well. So last weekend uh, we went and saw MCW at Thornby Theatre. It was great to see Kobe there, the young fella. (laughs) That's a good segue, Tony. It's not even on there, but well, (laughs) Kid Valiant, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. Amongst others. It was was good. It was a good show. Well, and once again, thanks to MCW, they actually uh, did take care of us. They put us up in that uh, private area up yes, the top. Yeah. With some of the wives and girlfriends and kids of. Hey, we met Seb Costello backstage as well. That was a highlight for me. Yeah. 
He seemed to know you, Tony, you and he knew your actual name. Yeah, he didn't say Tom. No, he called you Tony. Tony. Oh, Shebexter. Yeah. yeah, and when you turned around, he made a face. <laughs> but other than that, no, that was, it was really good. We were, um, I enjoyed the show. I thought it, from top to bottom, it was a really good show. Uh, my favourite match was the um, Millie McKenzie and Kellyanne match. I think that's one of the better women's matches I've seen at an MCW show in at least 12 months. Yeah, I really liked the the pacing of the match. Like, it was a slow build, and then it, it just built and brought the whole crowd along with it by the end of it. Yeah, it was... Millie's a, a prodigy. Ama- oh, amazing. And, yeah, she, yeah, she's in the ring with one of Australia's best female Well, one of Australia's wrestlers best wrestlers, wrestlers well, so. I would say. Because um, Kellyanne, since she went to Germany, has come back a different worker. Yep. She was already really, really, really good. Yeah. But I feel like she came back with this purpose and she's picked up a thing or two and she's having she's having better matches now than I've seen her have. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Tony, he was jumping out of his seat by the end of the show because his yeah. mate won the main event. Uh, yeah, Lover boy did, won the main event and you were there. And I tell you what. And you were cheering. Can I, can I please give credit where credit's due? Are you going to put Loverboy over? No, no, no. Robbie Eagles. But uh, credit to both of those two guys because literally they... Their match was organised late in the night due to the fact that Slex had to pull out. He had a personal, due to a personal emergency, yeah. Reason we were talking. I hope that um, everything's okay with yeah. Slex as so, well. Like, so thoughts are with him and his family or whatever's going on. Uh, but the fact that they that was a very good match and it was a very good promo that they cut right at the start of the night as well. Yeah. In regards to the whole thing, set it up well. Uh, without yeah, and Lockie's one of the stronger promos in MCW. Um, the fact that he spatted Robbie Eagles. Ro- just he's a heel. I seen you cheer that time. I understand that, but you Robbie don't spit him and Robbie. Um, if if Robbie if Robbie had a has a the a weakness, it's uh, possibly promos. But that was the best Robbie was, Eagles promo I've seen. There was fire in that, and I think that night meant a lot to him. Yeah, it did. You know, look, you know the way he said he's been here since two thousand and ten in yeah, and show show one for MCW in Thornbury and stuff like that, and you know. He loves the letters that are on the ring. He, the real emotion came out, which you know maybe he should tap into a bit more. You know, and he's not sure when he's going to be back for MCW. We so. promise he will be back, and we'll see that Slex match. And that's so a, that's important. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they look. I thought I thought Lockie had died a couple of times with some of the bumps he oh, took. Yeah. That yeah. reverse runner. <laughs> yeah. But look, credit where it's due. I want to give. Uh, so Lockie Hendricks gets uh, talked about as one of the best characters in Australian wrestling, and rightly so. Not but me, the kid can go. Yeah. That- he, that's um, the s- third match, at least, that I've seen him have where it's match of the night contender. And I don't think he gets... Because he's such a strong character, I don't think he often gets credit for his work yeah. sometimes. I think when, he, when he's in the ring with a perceived better worker, he elevates his game really quickly. Yeah, look, you've seen, hopefully everyone goes back and watches it on demand, that uh, double springboard moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was hit the clean. I haven't seen him do it I've never, I didn't even think he had it in him. I don't think anyone's going to hit that any cleaner. It, that was that was a beautiful. So, yeah, yeah like, go so your way to watch it. Like, you've got to remember, though, in the last 12 months, he's had this match, he's had the Robbie Eagles match, and he had an amazing series of matches with Dowie James. Yes. Um, he'd be close Oh, well, he's the next guy. Yeah. And except that he tells us he's leaving. 
Yeah. And well, that his last day he might be the ballroom brawl. January, July 10th or so, is it? Was it? Ballroom brawl, is he, he said it's, yeah. that's the end of the Loverboy farewell tour. Yeah. He might not be the next guy, but he might be the NXT guy. Yeah. Well, and I will give him full credit for his wrestling from what I saw on the weekend, no doubt. And yeah, he won. Still a he won guy. clean. You cheered when he won, Tony. He did not win clean. Well, that was, well, we watched it there was no inter- interference. No, there wasn't. The bell rang twice. That's how definite he won, man. Yeah, def- definitely get that on uh, and watch it, folks. And yeah. if you haven't seen it, and let us know what you think. Just, just one more thing: how, how many more shows until Dowie actually finishes in in the crowd on his, one of his moonsaults? He's getting closer and closer. Well, well he's, he's, up to, he's up to the knees. Yeah, so you know, I think it was his ankle last show. And so we got a quad into the crowd this time. Yeah, right? so probably two or three shows he's in the fans. Okay. Now, what are the stipulations of us getting those prime seats at MCW uh, on Saturday? Was the fact that you had to make a public apology? Or for to someone? We're talking about you, Welshie, too. Yeah, you've got to apologize. The bus. So this is the opportunity. What bus? If you want to get this, that was Slade Mercer. Uh, Slade didn't mention anyone's name. He was Please. just going to go with a nice, candid story. You know, maybe a couple of laughs. Please. I'd argue that you guys have thrown Rhea under the bus by bringing it up two weeks in a row. Please, I, no, I didn't Apolog- bring it up last. I've apologised to her. No, no, publicly. Yes, yeah, she deserves a public apology. Rhea knows I love her. I've apologised profusely for embarrassing Profoundly you last and week. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. How many times did you apologise on the night? Seventeen, and about eighteen replies were "You're she dead still to me." Speak to him. Yeah, "You're dead to me" was no, the reply. but I um, yeah, she sent me a text as well uh, with a skull. No, nah, she sent me the Marge groaning emoji, which is <laughs> Bree, which is which is Re for. I'm not talking the to you. The worst part about it was was that you were meant to sit with her and learn from one of the best social media experts. She told me I could Australia. sit with her, and then she and just then, breezed past me well, and left I me in the second her. row. Yeah, blame her. A bit disappointed with that. No, not at all. But if you haven't heard the story, go back into the Slate episode. It was actually quite funny. I tell you what, I am disappointed with though is the fact that Brock Lesnar has uh, announced his retirement from MMA. He was already. Terrible. Good, you delivered that exactly the way I wanted. It. Oh, perfect. Your um, timing is great. Yes, Brock Lesnar has retired from MMA. Okay, which means we can enjoy him wrestling quarterly. <laughs> I tell you what, surely he's got more time. Surely it'd be monthly. Does anyone follow Kayfabe News online? Kayfabe, you follow it. And you Kayfabe tell me News so. writes the most funny satirical WWE articles known to man, and they wrote uh, recently. This Seth Rollins experiment yeah. of defending your title on TV hasn't worked. It's time to put the title back on Brock, which he can defend quarterly. He's <laughs> like a boxing title, won't yeah. no, Well, knowing Brock Lesnar, he's done this so he can get uh, twice the pay from Dana White next time. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... Uh, but th- this isn't conducive to him getting a bigger WWE no, title. So. No, so that's why I said it's good. it must be going the other way because there is a... Call oh, me seriously, and... what else is he going to do? No, nah, he... If he hasn't got MMA and he hasn't got wrestling, what Brock else doesn't Brock need to do anything. Brock would be happy to live on his farm yeah, with go Sable, hunting. Yeah. go hunting and fishing. I'll be and... on his farm with Sable as well. Would you? Because if, I, if, you, if you were living with Brock Lesnar's wife, I'd fear for your future. You wouldn't have a long one. No, that's true. Yeah, I reckon he's pretty good with a gun, Tony. And he probably wouldn't even need it. He'd take you to Suplex City pretty quick. No doubt. (laughs)
no doubt. Uh, let's have a look at what promotions are coming up this week. Boys, Friday, the 3rd of May, PCW. Friday Night Slam at Ferntree Gully. Lucha Fantasia. What? The... <laughs> I spaced it out. Fantastica. Who yeah. did this one now? I did it so you could read I it properly. Read it. No, you can't read fire. it. He's written it in, he's written in wingdings, which doesn't help. <laughs> Lucha Fantastica. <laughs> At the Cinco de Mayo in Brown. Cinco de Mayo. Big Tree Thick will be on that show. That's a holiday. No, it's Cinco de Mayo. Slater will be dressed as a gimp on that. Cinco de Mayo painting? No, it's it's like the biggest, uh, it's like their Mexico's National Day. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. I'm going to go to Mexico to watch Lucha Fantasia. No, it says Brown Alley right there. They're running it it a couple of days early, but. Yeah. So if I went to Mexico, I'd probably see Fantasia. Here in Melbourne, I'm going to see Fantastica. Yeah, that's right. Fantasia plays for Essendon. Fantasia, as I was saying on the weekend. So where is it? Brown Alley in Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay. Is that near ACDC Lane or something? No, it's near King Street, I think. Okay, cool. EPW, Showcase 3. Google will tell you. At the EPW School in Perth. Yeah, that's the... um... The school, oh, the students show. Gavin McGavin's injured. Yeah, it's a knee injury. Hopefully, he's not out for too long. You know, he is one of Australia's best technical wrestlers. So I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be out. For, like, I don't think he's going to be out for a, a long, long time. But disappointing. He was meant to wrestle uh, Damien Slater. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that on a student show. On a student show, yeah. that would have ten dollar tickets or whatever they are. Jeez, be worth the flight over. I've always said, be careful of a bloke with with two first names. Definitely be careful of a bloke who's got the same first name twice. What's wrong with Richie Richardson? Well, Patrick names, Patterson. Donald McDonald. Gavin McGavin. Yeah, Donald McDonald was a great footballer. Be careful. <laughs> uh, Warzone Wrestling on Saturday. May Madness out at Mulgrave here in mm. Melbourne. Now, Lyle, you said you're definitely going to this 110% show. 110% I'm going. Okay, I'm going to go watch Richmond Bulldogs. Uh, Good PCW for you. I'll be Ignition. out for dinner with my girlfriend because it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Steph. Happy birthday, oh, Steph. Well done, mate. Well done. Uh, PCW Ignition at Ferntree Gully. ACW Evolve. XX is 20 and II is 222 <laughs> at the ACW Academy in Adelaide. You're a professional. Newcastle Pro at the Newbie, 78. You sound like Newy a Newbie. 78 is the show name. Oh, If you haven't followed the... Oh, it's been a long night <laughs> because of you. Uh, Newcastle Pro. Newy Tony hasn't eaten for an hour. He's getting cranky. Charleston in Newcastle. Record Rock. Wrestle Rock. Wrestle Rock. Can this show finish? I'll finish this. Thank you. Wrestle Rock, May the 4th. Be with Bit you. of a Star Wars theme. Could be. Uh, that's on at the Corn Hotel. And IPW Endgame's in they Queensland. Those, they might have those aliens playing their instruments as the band. And NAW Pure is on at Glenroy. Yes, it is too. So there's a lot on. Support your local shows, folks. There's plenty on right around this great country of ours. Thanks, Lyle. Yes, it's a. I feel like I was. The, I feel like I was the best one tonight. You giving yourself the three votes? You're definitely better than him. But you, you were late, and he was awful. It's like by default. That's <laughs> <laughs> the truth. There was a there was a fly that flew past before. It was ahead of you two. On the turnbuckle, done and dusted for another episode. <laughs> Wrapped up and locked in the can, all that sort of stuff. We'll catch you again next week. Hang on, wait. With While I was left things off here, make sure you like us on Facebook. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Yeah. 
And if you want a podcast of your own, it will clearly be better than this fucking one. <laughs> Hit us up on my podcast house and we can get you on the air. I didn't think I had to Do write the that. Ads, you the... dingbat. I didn't think I had to write that. Tony's a professional. No, he's not. Uh, well, obviously by tonight he's not. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>